Hello there. Welcome back to Jedi Knights. This is episode 15. I'm your moderator, Christian Buckley, joined by Mike Connors. Thanks for having me once again. It's always a pleasure. <laughs> I think we say the same thing every time. We do. I, I wish I had a stronger open, but that's our open. Yeah, I remember one time we just like couldn't do the opening. <laughs> it took us like five tries. Yeah. So, so that's something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've moved past it. We have. Uh, this is normally the part where I introduce Pat Maroney. He's off on assignment, so filling him, filling in for him is Noah Kantorovich, watching over the board. Thank you. You're welcome. She said thanks. Or you're welcome. Whatever. Today we're talking about Mandalorian. Episode six? The, the Prisoner. The Prisoner. Is the name of the episode. Yep. Uh, I like Mandalorian reviews because they're super chill. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool because we're just, like, experiencing it at the same time, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing, no years of, of of discussion already behind them, like the, some of these Star Wars movies. Yeah, it's like two days worth yeah. of discussion. So, you know, they're really first impressions, but they're good. Yeah, and it's, I'm glad that we have this sort of outlet for Star Wars with Mandalorian because... Yeah. I wasn't super big into Game of Thrones or like any of these big shows or since Breaking Bad, but having a weekly thing, I still got to watch Watchmen, but like having a weekly thing rather than all at once, I'm glad they took that approach. I, I do think that having it like on a weekly schedule like this mm-hmm. has its own merits. Yeah. It lets you savor it a little bit more. For sure. Um, You know, Netflix just like putting all 10 episodes out as great as that is in the moment. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you binge watch something and you don't really remember. Yeah. Uh, Witcher's coming out this Friday. Yeah, is that? I don't know what they're doing with that. I heard they were doing episodic, then I heard it was all at once. I hope it's episodic because with the case of The Mandalorian, specifically the past few episodes, I think if this was bingeable, then it would be receiving much more negative reviews. Why? Because it would just be too much. This is those are filler or something like that. Yeah, not necessarily even filler, just like, oh, this is it this week, you mm-hmm. know? But yeah. like I like that because every week we're looking into what's going on with this story and these characters more accurately than overarching story. Yeah. Because this episode, one of the longer ones so far. I think so. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like thirty eight minutes, right? Uh-huh. The prisoner, it's a heist. It is a heist. And that turns <laughs> sour. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I talked to you about this on the show. I think I did when we were talking about Rogue One. If you listen to Excelsior, you would know when we talked about Ant-Man. I love a good heist movie. Yeah. So when I got like four minutes into this episode, Bill Burr was introduced, and then he was going over like, this is the team, this is the plan, I was in. People knew that Bill Burr was in this show before this episode. I had no idea. Yeah, he was in one of the trailers. Oh, oh, was he? Yeah, he popped around. It was the shot where he popped around the corner, and he had like the turret on his shoulder, and it was like, pop, pop, pop. Okay. Yeah. Also, is the actress who played Tonks in this one, too? Is she the Twilight? Oh, okay. I- See, I think that's who it is. Is that a, is that who that is? Probably, because right. I, I knew I recognized her somewhere. Uh, Sheehan is her name. I don't. In, in Oh, in this movie? Yeah, in, uh, the, in the episode. In the, in the Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah. So I, I knew she was from somewhere, and I was like, I'll look for credits. But then I was in a rush after, so I forgot to check. But it's definitely her. It's got to be. Yeah. Uh, she was one of the things in the episode that didn't work for me super well. Yeah, I didn't really understand her relationship with her brother. It seemed a little weird to me. Yeah, I mean, I, they're criminals, so, like, the only one I care about is myself, I guess. Yeah. But I, I kind of thought she was overacting. I think that that's kind of just the way that that actress does things. Yeah. Like, like I, it works with Tonks, you know, because that's Harry Potter and that's magic, you know? Like, 
spawning out a beak to say if a couple things that's true yeah works more than like licking knives or whatever she was doing i don't know i i i personally thought it worked yeah i think she, i thought she fit in with the crew but like yeah, yeah. it was the shining maybe tone it down a peg right <laughs> for me who was the guy like who played the person berg uh, no not berg the guy who owned the spaceship that they oh were... I don't know what else he's from. I know he's from something else, yeah. but I think he was Detective Bullock in Batman Begins. All right. He was the corrupt cop. I don't remember that. Okay, he's the one that he hung upside down. He's like, "Swear to me." No. And he's eating it's falafel. Coming. It's not coming to me. And there's that one shot where you see like a little bit of falafel left on his lip. It's gross. I'm not. <laughs> nope. I think you can, you can keep <laughs> describing it, Christian. I'm not going to be able to remember it. So, so I think it's him. All right. But Berg Clancy Brown. Mr. Krabs himself. Yep. That was cool. Mr. Krabs is now canon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, red. Yeah, he's red. I thought he died at that one point. Claws. I thought they all died. The, no, when the door happened, he got like stuck in the door and he was oh, like he lifting it up. No, because they show up at the end at the end. They're in I prison. Didn't he was there. Yeah, they're, he's laying down in a cell. Yeah. His horns are chipped. I thought he died too. Yeah. Because like, when the second door closed, I was like, that's brutal. I thought he was the only one to have actually died. That's what I thought, too, yeah. until we see the little stinger at the end. Okay, so the thing I want to pose to you this is kind of more broad, mm -hmm. but this is, like, the third episode in the row that we've gotten that's just, like, side quest. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? I like it because I think it's... I, I think it's not what people wanted out of the show as far as, like... Actually, you know what? I feel like it probably is what people wanted out of the show. But once they threw the wrench of Baby Yoda in, people had different expectations. Yeah, I thought it would. Yeah. Because before going into Baby Yoda, I thought it was going to be like, what's the bounty this week? Mm -hmm. You know? And that's kind of what it has been, except you have that little carrot on the stick of Baby Yoda. Right. That that kind of is the through line throughout the entire thing. Mm -hmm. At this point, I'm pretty sure the Mandalorian is just escaping from other bounty hunters yeah but i really was expecting this show to have more like narrative to it i guess one one like overarching like fluid one we haven't even seen Werner herzog's character yeah. yet there's only two episodes left is all i'm saying and yeah it feels like not a lot has happened since the third episode yeah there hasn't been really uh there are those comments we talked about about favreau saying season two is the baby yoda season okay uh but for this season specifically i think fleshing out the underworld it's doing a great job at that because i feel like as much as everybody loves java's palace you know and seeing all the weird kinds of creatures in there i feel like the underground of star wars still hasn't been fleshed out enough in canon at least modern canon so you think this is just world building so far yeah and i'm okay with that okay. because i like mando i like seeing him in these situations uh I, I was wondering if Bill Burr was going to work for me in this episode. I thought he worked. Yeah. I, I'm kind of lukewarm on him. He worked for me at the beginning, but then I kind of fell off. Of him. I mean, he kind of did the same thing, you know? He didn't really yeah. go anywhere with his character. No. They set him up to be like, oh, he's this hotshot, and then just gets locked away at the end. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody complaining online. It's like, since when is there Boston accents in the Star Wars? It's like, <laughs> since when is there, like, English accents? There's always yeah. accents in Star Wars. I know. That's what, that's what I thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, cool, now the Massachusetts Boston accent. That's yeah, canon. Now. We get representation. Yeah. In it. I was like, I wonder what planet he's from. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see where he's from. Yeah, I want to see where he's from. It just looks like Cape Cod. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. Okay, so 
slight tangent. The the movie that takes place on the planet inspired by Boston. Which of the Boston boys is directing this? Um, it's know. not Adam Sandler. No, 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 no. Because unless it unless it is, <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, uh, one of the Wahlbergs. You know what? Yeah, because I don't think Ben Affleck would do Star Wars after doing Batman. No, wait, the Wahlbergs—they direct, right? One of them sure does. I'm probably. Sure, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg owns a restaurant. What can he not do? Yeah. But yeah, I thought Bill Burr. As his like opposition to Mando in the sap, I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He d- he served his purpose. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But as far as the heist goes in general, loved it. Yeah, it was cool. I I like the setting of of a uh, New Republic like prisoner transport. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. I also like how the soldiers uh, or the pilot of that transport was wearing the same like Rebel soldier helmet. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. Yes, very very cool. I liked seeing that. I liked seeing. Uh, all the falling apart of the team yeah. slowly. There were a couple points where I thought that it like we were bouncing around too much and not much was happening. You know, of like here's the shot of Bill Burr, here's the shot of uh, Sheehan, here's the shot of uh, Berg, and then bouncing back to Bill Burr and then yeah. going through the cycle. But I liked the like you were like you said the setting, the color tones. Uh, the emergency red light having everything like that. The shot when Mando like pops up, yeah, closer and closer. I just yeah, it, I don't know. It was cool to like see Mando like s- like lurk through the shadows and stuff like that. I thought yeah. that they did some really interesting like visual things with mm-hmm. that, um, especially with like the flashing lights and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was it was creepy. I always like when that's done well. Yeah, you know, you could easily botch that, but I thought they handled it well. I think one. it was done really well. Uh, shout out also the uh, the X-wing pilots in this episode. <laughs> yeah, shout out Dave Filoni as an X-wing pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Chow was another one she directed. Was she? Yeah. Was that her? Yes. And then um, Rick Famuyiwa, who directed this one. I'm yes, sure. he did. As well as I think he did episode three too. I don't know. I can double check that. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Um, but yeah, w- uh, as far as where you stand about the show. And its progression so far. Do you like this? Do you like this? Uh, I would say that I'm. It wasn't what I was expecting. It's kind of disappointing to me. I was expecting there to be a little bit more of a story through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fact that it's just kind of like really episodic, and each episode has its own like its own like three story act basically. Yeah, I I I like that in a way because it's it's like, it's a sn- it's a neat little vin- vignette of like what's happening. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of expected it to be different. Um, I also expected the episodes to be longer, which is <laughs> I'm still yeah. a little salty about that for whatever reason. This is all like in the under the guise of like I really I really do enjoy the Mandalorian. Me too. But I was disappointed. I am disappointed about this. Yeah, I cannot find what episode he did do. But I know he has done an episode so far. Yeah, he has. You're probably right with episode three. No, episode three was Deborah Chow. Oh, was it? Right, yeah. Okay. All right. But yeah, I, I like where this one fits in. Because y- you hit some of the Western tropes already, you know, like saving the town. Right. Uh, the shootout. This episode, I liked the heist aspect of it a lot. Give me more heists in Star Wars. I would love more. 
Um, I just like the standoff at the end. <laughs> yeah. Or in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's I like good. that. Um, I just like the little cameos that are in these. Yeah, they're they're fun. They're really yeah, fun. Like Bill Burr in a Star Wars movie, <laughs> uh, Star Wars TV show. Yeah, that's a get. That is a get. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's cool to see. Like, I think at this point too, what we talked about with uh, Cara Dune. Like, I can't imagine any of these characters are popping back up in this season, at least. Probably not in the season, no. Yeah, I I do think some some characters are going to though. Bill Burr is coming back. Bilber is coming back. Season two, he's back. Cara Dune, definitely coming back. Yeah. He's going to link up with her again. Mm-hmm. Um, you just know season two, Mando's going to be in a tough spot, and then he's going to be like being held at gunpoint in a room, then Bilber walks in, he's like, well, well, well. Yeah. I don't, or, and then Cara Dune comes out of and like nowhere, like Deus Ex Machina yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Kuil from like the Ugnaught. Or yeah. Whatever. More standoffs. Yeah, I got to see him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I liked this one. I know people are disappointed about like what you were saying, the progression of it all, but seeing a heist with the Mandalorian, that got me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It had me captivated throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely one of my least favorite episodes. Oh, really? It's I one of my like, faves. I feel like I've been saying this for the last few <laughs> ones. Yeah. Um, I'm. I guess I'm just one of the ones, pe- one of the people who are disappointed. Yeah, and that's fair. I think dropping a force-sensitive baby Yoda is asking for that kind of line of thought, you know? Yeah, I think it was just a lot at the beginning yeah. and then not much right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still has a chance to do better, and then that's just the course of the season. But, um, yeah, I still like it. Yeah, me too. And they could easily also have known that the show is going to be a hit and already planned to do a second season and then split up the story across two seasons, you know? It's possible. Because this is the first narrative-based, high-budget Disney Plus show. Yeah. So they probably did want to test the waters a little bit, but they were, like, taking a risk of deciding to split it into a second season. That's true. I mean, I at the end of the day, if they're going to make a second season, yeah. like, I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Like, so they have, a, they have all the time in the world with me. Awesome. Uh, any final thoughts on this app? No, I think we covered it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just reiterate once again. If, you, if you're if you a creative director that's being approached by Lucasfilm and you need some kind of story to do, make it a heist because, by God, it's incredible. We need more heist Star Wars stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Rogue One, the parts of Rogue One that actually did heist, those are the parts I enjoyed. Yeah. But, like, this one was super tight. They got, like, some of those key betrayal moments right. They got, like, the best aspects of a heist. They got really good-looking uh, cinematography in this episode. So I'm happy. All right. Cool. Want to give it a score? Out of 10? Yeah. Um, I'll give it, like, a 7. Okay. I think at the end of this, I'm going to have to re-score them all. I want to rank this at the end of this. We're going to for sure. Yeah. Because I, I think this is up there with episode 4 for me. Really? Okay. As, this might be my favorite. Episode four was phenomenal. Episode four, I love to death. This episode is super close. Okay. Because you know what? It also gave me shades of Firefly. I've never seen Firefly. Firefly is really good. Okay. <laughs> you got that crew. You got that ragtag group trying to pull a job. So I always love that. Um, uh, like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> love Ocean's Eleven. Um, I'll give it a nine. Wow. Okay. Cool. I was like teetering on an eight five or a nine, yeah. but like it's it's a good one for me. Lots of tense moments in this one. Yeah. 
and they nailed it. Nothing felt like it fell flat. Yeah. So, and it could have easily. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, teases of the future, I guess, too, with uh, Zero, the droid, seeing the grief carga. Yeah, but that droid's dead now, right? Yeah, so do you think they're just doing that to remind you that he's on the run? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Because you haven't had any much, like, very much um, interaction with any of that side of things since episode three. Mm-hmm. So. There's been no appearance of grief carga. Do you think he's going to come back? At this point, I don't know. But the <laughs> end of episode five, they did tease some mysterious character. I think that's Giancarlo Esposito's character. Yes, I agree. And I think he... My guess is where we end off in the show for this season. It's going to involve him being uh, associate of Werner Herzog's character. He takes Baby Yoda captive. Yeah, and then maybe Grief shows up and it's like, I told you, man, no. We're going to get you. <laughs> Scene. That's a great impression. Thank you. Thank you. You ever? This is the last thing that we can sign off. Okay. Uh, did you watch Arrested Development? No. Okay, so there's an arc where one of the characters wants to be an actor, and then they find, like, a down-on-his-luck Carl Weathers <laughs> to, like, teach them acting. Yeah. And there's a scene where he gets invited to a party, and, you can, like, his character's, like, this is when, like, post-Predator, who's Carl Weathers, you know? And there's just one scene where he's, like, gnawing on a bone, and he's like, oh, you take this bone, you throw it in some water, you got a stew going. And every time I see him, I just think of that scene, and it ruined it for me. Ruined the Mandalorian for you. Yeah, what a garbage show. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode. Yep. Um, ideally, this is coming out the day we shoot it. I have to give that disclaimer every week. Cause I, ideally, that's the operative word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this week is The Rise of Skywalker. So excited. It's finally here. It is. Uh, Wednesday. So much anticipation. Yes. Wednesday. Wednesday is when we are planning on releasing our predictions for the Rise of Skywalker. We don't really we haven't looked at spoilers or any sort of stuff like that. So, they're going to be predictions made in fun, not going off of any quote-unquote evidence. <laughs> um Wednesday also this week is the new episode of Mandalorian. Yep. So, I don't know how we're tackling that yet. Nope. Stay tuned. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> at Jedi Knights on Twitter. But uh if you've enjoyed this Mandalorian episode, if you've been watching it, you're on youtube.com slash joyclicks. If you've been listening to it, you're on podcast services like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever else you can listen to podcasts with. Um, we have Patreon, patreon.com slash joyclicks, where you can go for early access to big episodes of Jedi Knights. I have to make that like distinction now, too. Episodes. The Friday yeah. apps. Because uh, now we're, bi- we're a bi-weekly podcast. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, Mike, if there is anything you would like to plug, uh, where can, can people find you? You can follow me on Twitter at Mike P. Connors. Very nice. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chris N. Buckley. And until the next time you hear us talking, this is the way. May the force be with you. See ya. General Kenobi. <laughs>